Checking my levels, cranking them and spanking them. Are you cranking and spanking right now? Cranking and spanking, <laughs> Beatles style. <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. There's a lot to talk about. Harley. One, two, three, four. One, two. Are, are you rolling? Bob? Yeah, I am rolling and I'm low, but I'm rolling. All right. We'll crank you. Crank you, then we'll spank you. You got to get those levels right, TJ. Mm-hmm. Crank you very much. <laughs> uh, Chris Crankle, here we go. It's the holidays. So, uh, Untitled Beatles Instant Reaction Revolver Audio. Three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> Untitled Beatles Podcast. It's the holiday season, uh, so whoop-dee-doo, a dickery duck, and don't forget, hey, suck my, oh! <laughs> oh, it's a dice man, <laughs> suddenly. A dice man's Christmas, jingle balls, <laughs> jingle balls. Remember that Suddenly Susan spinoff, Suddenly Dice? It was great. <laughs> it was regional. Right, it, it, it was prime time at 3.30. Everybody wants a girl like Susan. Oh! Welcome to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. It is the Untitled Beatles Podcast. I'm Tony. And hey, I'm TJ, the wacky sidekick. Tony, I got a yeah. condom on my head. Look at you. You're like, you're like Fab Howie Mandel over there. This record is, is it's only 12 hours old, TJ, and here we are giving our instant reactions. A lot of people don't like instant reactions. I don't like instant reactions. It's all people on YouTube going, oh, oh, oh. We've been through this. Uh-huh. But, uh, that, so that's not very good for audio to see our faces going, huh? <laughs> Doing the Home Alone face, the, yes. the Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. By the way, on today's cover art for the episode, yes. That is uh, the revolver art mixed with Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone. We cut out his his little hands, we cut his gaping mouth out, and we cut his eyes out. <laughs> sure did. He's a real mouth gaper. Great artwork, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Tony home. designed this week, so you're going to edit it, too. Uh, <laughs> did you wake up to hear this at midnight uh, Central Time? Did you, did you do like an old school record release thing for the yes. uh, download? Yeah, man. Because it came out actually 12 a.m. Eastern time. Because I went and I checked my Spotify, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, at 10.30 p.m. Central, I got a little countdown thing saying like it's going to be on in half an hour. So it was on at 11 p.m. here. So I put it on. I was up to like I had a cup of coffee and I had some I had some magic. And man, I was up till like three in the morning. Hence the, that's when I made the Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell. Do you believe in magic when a young girl farts? Uh, (laughs) You can say that. That's a parody that a weird Al rejected all these parody. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting because I actually went to Tower Records at Clark and Belden at 1159. And how did that work out for you? 8 8 a.m. Some cop goes tower closed in 2005 (laughs) Get your tears out of here. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) uh, for real, I was going to stay up last night and do it too. I am solo parenting this weekend. My wife is out of town and I put my son to sleep and he's got a chair in his room and I woke up on his chair at 2.30 in the morning. I (laughs) fall asleep with him. Well, that's uh, sweet. 
<laughs> the NBA TV was on in the living room, and I like I'm like single again. So I woke up this morning at six before I took him to school and plowed through almost all of it. And then right before we recorded, I made it through the final disc of outtake. So I didn't do it at midnight last night, but I woke up so excited to do it over coffee this morning. It's I can't so wait to hear what you think about this. I me too, man. Me too. Me too. But before we get to that, let's do some housekeeping. Charles on Facebook wants to know how to properly say revolver with the Roman numerals. And uh, yeah, we figured it out. It's Re5055er. I can't drive Re5055er. <laughs> also of note, TJ, we all know that your favorite song from Get Back is uh, I After IXOIX. Thank you, Charles, for the Facebook fun. We're on the Facebook. We're on, we're on the Discord. We're on Eater now too. So if you want to, um, you know, uh, if you're a foodie, you can enjoy the Untitled Beatles podcast alongside your deconstructed PB and J with caramelized blueberries. Oh, I love that! And you put some pickle au jus on top. <laughs> pickle au jus is leftover pickle juice. <laughs> Beatles on Eater. All right, we want to talk about Revolver and our instant reactions. <gasps> Fun audio. Hey, Tony, choking or unboxing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but we must address this. I, I can't believe we have to talk about this, but we do, TJ. Ringo's toes. We have to talk about Ringo's toes. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps, it's the second time he's used his feet to advertise Beetle product. The first time he did it, it didn't sell the Get Back DVD. No, but uh, yeah, he put down the revolver art and uh, there in the lower portion of the picture, you could see <laughs> he, he's got golden nails, golden nail polished nails. It's follow up to his 92 hit Golden Blunders. That's a real, <laughs> real Ringo song, by the way. Golden Blunders come in pairs. They're very unaware. Is Ringo doing a bit? Like, what I can't tell is, does Ringo think that the feet thing are funny? Well, it got a reaction. It, <laughs> it, it got traction, and he's rolling with it. He's yes-anding it, man. He's he's a good student. I think he took some classes at Groundlings. <laughs> he, he, he absolutely <laughs> took classes at Groundlings <laughs> and uh, other shuttered theaters. Is Groundlings still open? Groundlings is still around, I, I think. I think it's still around in, West, in WeHo. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people find it funny and harmless. Some people find it gross. But let me tell you this, TJ. It is not as gross as that time he tweeted a cassette of Best of the Beatles, the Pete Best cassette. <laughs> sure. Surrounded by 10 severed Pete Best nipples. <laughs> Remember that? That was a little, that crossed the line. And in concert with the All-Star Band, he's saying, 10 severed nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo Starr forever, Pete Best never, no more fan mail after the 20th of October. Yeah, peace and love, peace and love. You know what we need to do is send him photos of our feet, like a glossy Untitled <laughs> Beatles podcast, like an 8 oh. by 10 like an old school one, black and oh. white. But yeah. just of our feet and ask Ringo to sign it and date it uh, September 15th, 2004. <laughs> there you, yeah, we should backdate it, man. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah, it's not a beefcake calendar. It's a feet cake calendar. Yeah, I can't even. Let's get off that. Thank you. Let's do it. Should we talk first impressions? Cue the Rick Rubin. Yes, let's talk first impressions of Revolver. You know where I'm going to go, so let me get your measured, reasoned, uh, fair take first. Measured and reasoned. Comparatively. I loved it, man. I loved it. I I totally loved it. Uh there were I was I was more happy than I was like, oh, you know, whatever, disappointed or yeah, there were some things they left off. There were some things they reused. Um, but overall, I really liked the new mixes. Like I'm glad the mono transfer of the original mono mix is in there. But I I think these new mixes, for the most part, this is maybe a hot take, but I feel like these new mixes are are going to be uh, spinning with in my ears for a while. Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine I need to laugh And when the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about I feel good In a special way I'm in love and it's a sunny day Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. What about you, man? What'd you think? Okay, man. I, I, listen, I, we, I anticipated this. We already heard Taxman and a couple of the, mm -hmm. the, the demos for the, the last couple weeks. This is the greatest and most important Beatles reissue, excuse me, remix. <laughs> that I, I, The differences in the sound quality and instrumentation and nuances uh, are stunning. It's, uh, as we've said, Pepper and uh, the White Album and Abbey Road and to a different extent, Let It Be. So some of that was live and a lot of that was kind of in process stuff. But nothing really needed to be remixed. Help, Rubber Soul, and Revolver are the ones that need it the most, and they delivered. This yeah. Revolver, there are moments on here, we'll do a quick track by track, there are moments uh, that st like stopped me, that I had to go back and listen to a bunch of times. The ability to separate the fairly primitive recording of this is something for which we now need to be grateful for, not just Sam O'Kell and Giles Martin, but also Peter Jackson and his team. That's true. Right. Yeah. That was the inspiration was in Get Back. They're able to separate instruments from voices, et cetera, so that we now have more than just the four tracks to work with. And yeah, man, it was wonderfully employed here. I love a lot of this, man. I love a lot of this. Uh, it's 63 songs. It's two hours and 42 minutes. Uh, we should state that we are just hearing it streaming. So we've only heard it streaming. It's still... I think it's going to arrive, the whole package. I got the LP thing. That's going to arrive tomorrow. Me too. Me too. Yeah? Okay. Well, we'll do another episode where we go over that. And then if you y'all don't mind listening, uh, send us your thoughts, your favorite mixes or things you noticed. And we'll share those with you in this part two when we uh, open up a... <laughs> I don't know. Say fuck it. Yeah, we're unboxing. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we're we're unboxing, unbox and we'll 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 have our mouths agape. Oh yeah, the, the we're gonna go time. full Macaulay, <laughs> <laughs> full Culkin. That meant something different in the two thousands, I think. Full Culkin. <laughs> full Culkin. That sounds like something from Star Wars, like one of those uh, <laughs> monsters at the <laughs> cantina. <bar. laughs> 
instead of going track by track, because there are 63 of these, and we're going to try and turn this edit around for the day, right? Should we go through, like, favorites? Should we pop, a, yes. pop along? How about this, Tony? Favorites from the remix, and then we each pick our favorite 40 of the um, <laughs> the unreleased stuff. The favorite session 40. disc. Yeah, <laughs> we each good. pick 40. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Of the 60-some. Uh, yeah, let's... Okay, favorite moments to you. Let's start with favorite moments from the actual remix of the disc we know and love. Everybody seems to think I'm lazy. I don't mind. I think they're crazy. Running everywhere at such a speed. Until they find there's no I'm only sleeping, man. That one, that one really stood out to me. I thought I, I thought I heard a new guitar backwards guitar thing. It sounded like a blip or like a guitar lump <laughs> right around when he says, "Please don't spoil my day." I thought I heard a little. I'm pleased. I thought I heard a little new thing in there. I thought it was great too. It was so open and I kept wondering if they were going to use any of the American mix or any of the other variations in it. I think yeah. except for that one little blip, I think it was pretty faithful to the original British release. Yeah. So I listened with earbuds. I listened to this twice now. I listened with earbuds at, you know, midnight, whatever. And then this morning I got up with coffee and I took a drive. I, I took a, a drive like up Lakeshore Drive through Sheridan foliage the fall thing through ferris bueller country and then i took the the blue collar route the 41 back down to the city and uh so i listened to this you know full volume in the car and then in the earbuds and i will say there were a lot of differences wow that's <laughs> awesome um i i when i heard it in the earbuds that guitar solo the backwards guitar solo like to me it like it like slid into my ears there was something that was different about how it came in it like crept in Well, uh, in because in the remix, Tony, it separated the guitars. So you had different backwards guitars being mixed differently uh, throughout that the backwards solo. It, it always felt like one piece previously, certainly in mono and, and in the earlier stereo versions of this. This, to me, they separated the backwards guitar. I couldn't believe it. And then that yawn is noticeably louder as well. Oh, These are it's like, mixed up so hot. <laughs> little differences, yeah, yeah. Was there a song that like stood like uh, yeah from the mix? One of your favorites? Okay, the number one song that grabbed me the most is the one I was most anticipating, and it didn't just disappoint. I heard it differently, Tony, and uh, and your bird can sing. The way Ringo's snare is mixed in that it dominates and drives the song. It almost makes it feel like it's a different tempo. The, That's uh, wild. I, I'm pretty sure Ringo Snare is in the left. It's the most thrilling Beatles remix I've ever heard. Tell me that you've got everything 
his drum so prominent and his drums not mixed low in the original, but it's part of a muddier feel. A lot of Revolver's a muddier album until now. And Giles and Sam give Giles and Sam like buddies of mine. Yo, <laughs> yo, G and S. I call I call my buddies by their first Mar- letters of the Martin name. and Ocal. Let's be serious here. Let's be <laughs> let's cut with the laughs and let's get serious here. Have you been injured in an auto accident <laughs> at Martin and Ocal? We'll remix your original accident. <laughs> the accident. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Uh-oh, better get Mako. From crashes, dents, and rust to a great paint job, Mako brings your car back to life. Speaking of the Star Wars theme, the disco Star Wars theme, didn't Mako do this <laughs> disco Star Wars theme? The Star Wars disco song was by Mako, not Mako. Oh, Miko. I'm sorry, Miko. Thank you, right. P3Z Nuts. But uh, oddly enough, P3Z Nuts, uh, Miko also sang Rattle, Rattle, rattle Thunder, Thunder Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Don't worry, call the car accident. Car X, yeah. A lot of controversy, yeah. <laughs> Barry funny. Manilow wrote all that stuff. Uh, all right, where were we with this? Yeah, so, okay, with And Your Bird Can Sing, the guitars open so clean and then right away when Ringo's snare comes in, you just can tell you're in for something different. Uh, I mean, this is this to me was thrilling. I also love the snare sound on Dr. Robert. Like yeah. to me, right? I heard Dr. Robert in a way. It's it, it didn't make my super favorites or whatever, but I, I my note was if they replaced every 80s song with the Dr. Robert snare, like th- that would have been such an easier decade for everybody. Well, let's do it. Casey, what are you doing tonight? Can you edit the yeah. Dr. Robert? Start with edit? Betty Davis eyes and go till Richard Marks. <laughs> Another revelation for me, yeah. especially in the in the headphones, earbuds, whatever, the cans, she said, she said, it sounded like a completely different mix, that, like an alternate take even. Tony. Wasn't that could, crazy? Whatever that second guitar line is, I mean, I've never heard that before. No. Now, I, I haven't had time to go back and do an A-B comparison to the original. I'm just going on my memory. Um, but that those licks felt yeah. brand new. Yeah, th- yeah, it's like a droney thing. It's hitting a lot of the same note, but it's mm-hmm. so it's so much higher in the mix. I 
I noticed when I listened in the car, it didn't sound as re- relevatory, revelatory, or relevatory. <laughs> Where's this relevator going? I, 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 I relatively need to take a dump. Where's the relevatory? <laughs> no, but it sounded so different to me. Yeah, like the guitar line was like choppy. There was less of a flow to it. And then the twinkle of the organ yes. broke through in the choruses. It was a totally wilder mix. Yeah. And I can't tell if I like it better. I just, I'm glad it exists and it's new to hear this song, you know, from a different angle or whatever, right? A hundred percent. And on a general note of another revelation for me, Tony, the Paul ballads in particular, Here, There, and Everywhere, and For No One, little controversy for you. Mm. The original mixes, I feel like those two songs are two of the best composed, performed, and sung songs in the Beatles catalog that never felt mixed well. The separation mm. on those yeah. songs, sure, the Here, There, and Everywhere harmonies were gorgeous, but in terms of like... The, the drums and the whole mix, I feel like in this, the Paul tunes, the classics for no one and here, there and everywhere have an openness that make them feel perfectly mixed for the first time. It's got the central feel of mono, but with the spaciousness of stereo. Yes. And I thought those two songs improved. I'll only go to those two when I want to hear those two gorgeous McCartney tunes. Yeah, man. You want her... You need her, and yet you don't believe her when she says her love is dead. You think she needs you. And in her eyes, you see nothing. The quirky 60s put all the vocals on the right and the band on the left or whatever that made earphone listening so difficult or challenging or whatever you want to call it Uh, first world problems but (laughs) (laughs) oh my 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 adolescence was ruined because the strawberry field vocal was in one ear and the band was in the other ear (laughs) my life sucks yeah Get out of my room, mom. <laughs> I'll take the garbage out later. No, uh, <laughs> no, but I love the central mix. Exactly to just repeat what you said. It has the, the 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 qualities of mono that make that experience lovely, but with the spaciousness of the stereo. Yeah. Yeah, you said it already, and I think that is spot on. I loved hearing that throughout, man. Yeah. It was kind of wild. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to cue you in. I mean, because we could talk every track and we will. But the last two songs on the album, one of them is one of my favorites. And the other one is, I think, your all time favorite. And those last two songs, I mean, tomorrow never. Well, let me get to get you into my life first. The horns in that and the separation of the horns. Yes. Made it feel the most Motowny it's ever felt. It was such a thrilling experience when those horns come in separated, mixed in stereo in the center. I thought was incredible. (laughs) 
Gotta get you into my life has like a searing start, you know. And uh, I love how the hi hat is even louder going right into yes. when he sings the title. Like, oh, bring the hi hat up. And you get a little more, you don't get the full mono length on the fade out, but you do get like one more. There's like two Pauls at the end. Yeah, they edit in Paul. He sings every single day of my life. And then and then he does the, the mono as well as edited in there. It's really neat. Yeah, this song sounded kick-ass. I mean, they all they all do, man. They all do. The next one. Give me this. I heard there's a few. Here's what I heard, man. Paul's bass. I actually heard the the octaves he was doing. It wasn't yes. just like a thud of C going thud, 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 thud. He's all over the place, and it's different every time. He's, he's taking that Ringo approach of, like, not repeating himself. I heard the little bump in the tambura at the very beginning of the song. There's like a little bump. Yeah, man, I had this one full blast in my in my earbuds. I love the panning that's going on during the instrumental. Yes. I love that the feedback bit made it in. That's to me, without that feedback bit, it's just not the same. It feels empty. I want that little in the second verse when the Leslie vocal kicks. Yep. In. I want that bit of feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Giles. Yeah, I, I think we're so used to hearing that. I think that you have to leave that in. Yeah, yeah. It's not on the mono is the thing, no. you know? So I always miss it. That's one of the main reasons why I prefer the stereo, but also because it's just so crazy. You don't get panning in mono, you know? You don't get that. You know what I prefer in mono, and I think they replicate this well here, is the way the drone starts to begin the song, and mono is a better experience for me than stereo. Yeah, totally. that's a cool thing because you get done with the extra Paul scat and then it's like three seconds and then. I can't wait to play this on vinyl. Like I kept thinking as I'm going through it, how fun will this be? I mean. Tony, yeah. it, it's it's the one that needed a remix the most. It wasn't remixed in 87. I don't know why George Martin didn't touch this one. He just did Help and Rubber Soul, right? Yeah, maybe it was a timing thing too. And also, you know, it was it's a good it was a good record as is too. Don't don't you think the 66 mixes were they were good. I canceled it. <laughs> 
you put it in the pyre back in 66. <laughs> right. I did. I'm, I'm flying down to Alabama <laughs> to burn that record and prove that I'm, I'm an American. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's thrilling to hear it this way. And uh, no disrespect to the later album stuff, but now that we're getting into the territory of demixing and separating parts, it's not perfect. There are a few moments like Taxman, which is wonderfully bass heavy mm. uh i i wanted the paul solo to sear a little bit more i felt like that could, that didn't come through even enough really for me. yeah i will say it is definitely mixed way louder in the mono mix yes. so much so that you almost can't even hear the the rest of the band so which i like it because it, yeah. it's 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 a moment of, of chaos You know, uh, Yellow Submarine has the the guitar at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't start with a clean vocal. In the town where I was born. Yes, I, I, I preferred the original clean vocal coming in on the stereo. In the town where I was born. To me, that's how the song starts. That's how I think that's how I first heard it, because that's probably what it was on 66 to uh 62 to 66. Yes, it would yes, it would have been the stereo version. The 45 was the mono version. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, other whatever complaints. <laughs> Complaint department. <laughs> oh, this just in. Uh, hey Giles, we want to speak to your manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to Karen you, Giles. <laughs> Couple of Beetle Karens over here. All right. So, love you too, Giles. Where is the fuzz guitar? Why'd you bury yeah, that? Uh-huh. I want the fuzz guitar on Love You Too. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I had the same thought, though. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the mix where I, uh, when I was listening in my headphones and I was a bit magical, I was counting the strands of hair on the album cover. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Got up to 945 and then I lost count. <laughs> Well, there's some other cool things in Yellow Submarine, like we we get to hear uh, John's full response vocals. You get to hear a life of ease. It doesn't fade in like it used to. It's another mono stereo thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something from the mono that's now in the new stereo. As we live a life of ease, every one of us has all we need. Sky of blue and sea of green. Uh, we haven't talked about here, there, and everywhere. Like to me, that one was another great one, and this comes from probably the the um, Peter Jackson separation technique. I can actually hear the last drum fill Ringo does into the chorus. You know, yes, I knew it was there. I always felt it, but now I heard it. It 
in general, his toms are mixed perfectly mm-hmm. in that song. They sound even more orchestral. And they were mixed. But, uh, Tony, the, uh, to your point, the original mix of the stereo Amato are both lovely and historic and great. And like, maybe we have listeners older than us who think this stuff like this is blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's hard to agree with that, given the support the Beatles put behind it, some of which is so they can resell Revolver in 2022, <laughs> which I... totally understand because it's also being improved. I don't begrudge wanting to listen to it another way, but this to me was an emotional experience. I will certainly live in this version of Revolver uh, both on vinyl when I get it and digitally for a long time. Totally, man. Totally. Should we talk about some of our favorite extras? Yes. Let's do that. I know we skipped over a couple songs, but this is, you know, We'll talk about these. We'll talk about these songs as we do, and uh, maybe maybe we didn't cover something you liked. So please share that with us. We're on the Discord and the Facebook and all the other things that are out there. Oh yes, and we're also yes. This revolver, enjoy revolver with a side of um, fresh, uh, healthy chicken from Kenny Rogers Roasters, revolving chicken. Over hot open <laughs> flames since 1973. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers Roasters available in Taiwan. Oh, teacher, teacher says, can I help you with that? <laughs> teacher says, don't put that there. <laughs> it's revolving. Don't put that on there. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's get to our favorite Now extras. it's you. Now it's me. I will not take the blame. <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, let's hit some of our favorite uh, extras. I'm going to mention one song twice because it's not really an extra. It's part of, I guess, what's going to be disc five. But this is mm. the first ever remix of Rain that we've heard. Oh, yeah. And it is astonishing it's the first time as great of a composition as rain is and as great as rain same thing i said about here there and everywhere and for no one like a lot of this era it's a great song but it's mixed for 1966 to hear rain mixed for now tony that remix of rain was another massive eye-opener for me along those lines rain take five at the actual speed which i hadn't i hadn't heard before no i had not heard that either Uh -uh. that blew my mind i knew it was faster i didn't know it was like crazy fast paul's bass playing is insane especially because it's in sync with ringo's you know (laughs) he's wild on the kit is what i'm trying to say he's like animal on the kit and paul is following along as if his eyes are like locked in on Ringo's Ringo's hands, it's 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 awesome. From Ringo's hands to Ringo's feet, <laughs> revolver. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, 
it's so true. I mean, I was trying to think, what else does it sound like? It almost sounds like a speed through of Andy Bird can sing tempo wise. I, when have you heard the Beatles play that fast? Hamburg. Fucking Hamburger <laughs> Cavern. <laughs> you know, Preludin, Preludin, whatever it is. That's what it sounds like. It's like, oh, they're back to their amphetamine days. Totally. Maybe maybe John Lennon recorded this with a toilet seat around his neck in the studio. Yeah, this this was a revel. And again, there's nothing maybe because we knew the Esher stuff, maybe because we heard so much of the Nagra tapes. Uh, uh, Abbey Road stuff's been pretty fairly bootlegged, but all the extras and the other stuff, Tony's great. But these extras were jaw-dropping. I mean, I, I didn't react to the other box set extras the way I reacted to these. I agree, man. I agree. And one, like, I was listening blind for a minute. Like, I was probably taking notes, and I'm just listening and one of the extras started, and I'm like, what song is this? You know what I yeah. mean? Quite, quite brisk, uh, moderato, foxtrot. You tell me that you've got everything you want, and your bird can sing, but you don't get me. You don't get me. Seven wonders And your bed is green But you can't see me You can't see me When your prized possessions Start to weigh you down Look in my direction And it ended up being And Your Bird Can Sing, second version, take five. Right. That's a great one. Such a, I love this version. It is I so, wrote, holy shit, is my yeah, note. That was my note for rain, take five. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, exclamation point. We're but, so well spoken. <laughs> we're, we're quite eloquent. Hey, man, I took the blue collar out back home. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take the blue collar out, which is Lakeshore Drive. So. <laughs> no, but like the guitar sounds so strange, uh, meaning during the verse when it starts, yeah. it sounds like the guitar, it's way low in the mix. It almost sounds like underwater during the verses. So it wasn't like, you know, I got like three, four seconds before he starts singing and you, you know, you're like, oh, it's this, it's yeah. this song crazy. And then Ringo does those like snare stabs in the pre-chorus. Then there's those ahs that break out during the instrumental passages yes every time there's the guitar solo and when they're playing the riff those were great yes i did not expect that those are like oh they did that and then they yeah. scrapped it you know those could have worked those could have worked you know I'm, I'm i think they made the great choices finally for yeah, this record because the riff is so iconic yeah. it's like they recognize like why why it's typical Beatle taste. These harmonies are fucking great, but the riff's better, so let's ditch the harmonies. Yeah, don't don't complicate it. Yeah. What is this bit what is this part of the song about? It's about the groovy harmonizing guitar things yep. you guys just did. Wasn't it funny though when the take breaks down at the end? Ringo breaks down. Ringo just stops playing. Yeah. And you hear him say 
I couldn't carry on. <laughs> it's so funny. Those fun Beatle moments, like them trying to figure out, they're kind of arguing for uh, "Gotta Get You Into My Life." The yeah, first for the organ, the organ, for the organ bit. Yeah, That's that was really cool. So we we start we start by fading up or bringing it up. Fade this up, you mean? Fade the organ? I'm not fade it up. Just play it a bit before. One, two, three, four. So he doesn't start up with them. So how do we get into it? Well, George carries on counting, but you just start on three. Well, no, we fade it in, you mean, after. But not, not fade in, just bring it in from wherever it comes in, and you don't get the... You just just switch it in, so you don't get any, any the organ starting up. That's what you mean. You can get the organ without the stars of it. Why, though? One of my notes in this, Tony, is I feel like the Get Back doc contributed to more studio mm. talk on this. I think yeah. there's more studio talk than on maybe the Let It Be box set has has uh, just about the same, but certainly the other the others don't have this near as much studio talk. Yeah, and another fun moment is it's the Eleanor Rigby, uh, the session musicians, the cellists or whatever, the string players coming in. And they play it with uh, they play it with vibrato, and they play it without vibrato, and I couldn't tell much of a difference. Yes, there you are. See, it sounds the same. Paul couldn't tell much of a difference. Yeah, <laughs> not much. But one of them says like, "Oh, uh, yeah, it sounds better with without vibrato." It sounded better. Without, I thought it did actually. Yes. It sounds better, sounds better without. Especially if we make it more yeah, marcato. It's a slightly mm. more big mechanized. Yeah, more that Bernard Herman, not Bernard per- Prudy. <laughs> Purdy, I can't, <laughs> buddy. I mentioned I slept in a chair till two thirty in the morning last night. That's and no one saw, not even the chair. There's a couple repeats, like the vibes I'm only sleeping from Anthology 2. Yes. You know, Taxman Take 11 yeah. was on Anthology 2. Anybody and got the, a bit of money? Anybody got a bit of money? <laughs> I love that, though. That I love saying? that, though. Like, to me, that, to me, that is one. Like, it's busy, but it's so fun. And I bet if they had put that on there instead of, like, Mr. Heath and Mr. Wilson and all that, A, it wouldn't have dated it, you know? And they wouldn't have to say, like, oh, Mr. Yeltsin or whatever in the 90s. Uh, uh, Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> then they go, uh, uh. <laughs> Mr. Bush. Mr. Bush. <laughs> so we could avoid all that, you know. I could see I could see people doing those jump rope things when they're doing two jump ropes and all that, the, yeah. the double dutch. I could see them doing a double dutch with anybody got a bit of money, anybody got a bit of money, anybody got a bit of money. Double dutch. It could have been something like that, man. It could have transcended. I think they should have kept that other version, but that's whatever. Tony's hindsight Beatle fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I prefer it without it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've we've heard that one before. I think it was the Eleanor Rigby strings only. Was I didn't I didn't go back and check, but it struck me that that or is it a different take on Anthology? I think Anthology it's a different too? take. Yeah, I think it there is. There were some more legato moments in that one that were different than the one 
I think the one on Anthology is the one they used, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Also, Got to Get You Into My Life, that first version, Take 5, that was on Anthology 2. Ah, uh, 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 yeah, with those harmonies. That one is yeah. so sparse, and it's just yeah. like it's just like keyboard and maybe a guitar every now and then, I, low I, in the mix. I do like the descending every single day of my life. Those harmonies were neat that they were working on for those. That's fine. I agree. And those other harmonies that build, that they just cut completely. I need your love. I need your love. I need your love. I need your love. Well, somehow, someway. They sound like there's this bubblegum group called The Third Rail. It sounds like them, which is the same era, you know? So there's like something in the air going on there. I, so I'm glad they got rid of that because it made, to me, it sounds like, oh, the Beatles are doing bubblegum, you know? Yeah. And so they got rid of it because the Beatles were always original. Like, we don't sound like bubblegum. We don't sound like anything. We are the pioneers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, although it's interesting because this era, like Paperback Writer, I mean, we've heard the mashup with I'm a Believer by the Monkees. And there's a few, oh, you right. can hear some monkey stuff on this record, the way, especially the way the organ is mixed a bit louder in certain places. I listened a few times. This doesn't happen when I listen to Revolver, but I listened a few times and thought monkeys. But most of all, we'd like to thank the Beatles for starting it all up for us. Let's talk. Let's talk about the songwriting uh, with the Yellow Submarine. You know, yeah. We heard part one. That was a leak, and I remember you were like, "Ah, oh, I wanted to save that for the." But what'd you think of part two, where you hear John and Paul, and Ringo's in there too? They're all there yeah. collaborating. It's beautiful to hear the evolution of that. It it reminded me of like listening to the Plastic Ono box set and hearing the evolution yeah. of certain songs. Those are fun. I like uh, those. Oh, uh, me evolution too. Mixes. The evolution mixes. Yes, and because it's John's demo, it took me back to the Plastic Ono cuz it's it's a Plastic Ono-y thing. He's you know, no one cared. No one cared. He's kind of hinting at some of the self-reflection. Mm -hmm. The Strawberry Fields, that's coming up, like a bummed out version of that. Yeah, like uh, uh, no question. I think drugs help take this into Strawberry Fields because it allowed his mind to open up a little more and not just dwell on the sadness of childhood, which arguably then would surface a bit in Julia. In the place where I was born, no one I always thought of Yellow Submarine as a John and Paul song that's predominantly Paul. It's not I true. It's not true. It changes. I had no idea. I had no idea that John basically kickstarted the verse and maybe Paul had the chorus. Who knows? But yeah, I didn't know it was such a collaboration. Yeah. We all live 
Now here's something. She said she said take 15, the backing track. Because I had always heard that Paul walked out on this session and that someone else playing bass, but there he is counting the song in on take 15. So he hasn't walked out yet, you know? Did you consult your recording session? Have you, have you checked with Mr. Lewison? I have not. Okay. But I wonder, TJ, Paul being there at the She Said, She Said session, is this a case of fab AI? I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Thank you, Alan Iverson. <laughs> he was right. Fuck you, Larry Brown. <laughs> now, how, okay, hold on, man. There's no extras for Good Day Sunshine. We should make note of that. Yeah, n- uh, no extras for Good Day Sunshine, and only one for uh, I want to tell you, and it's like yeah. a bullshit one. It's like, well, I will say this. I it's love, interesting. Yeah, I love hearing the guitar at full volume at the start. In fact, like I want to make a mix of that and then just cut to. When they get to full volume, cut to the you know the finished product and have a cool ass mix that doesn't fade in. Dude, about ten years ago, I wanted that so bad. I hired studio musicians <laughs> to re-record it for me. I couldn't get the sound I wanted, so I booked studio time at Abbey Road. Oh, jeez! I spent a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on this, and I could have waited for the box set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yes, the take breaks down, and that's all we get of that too. Yeah, we also we don't get too much of for no one. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, like you said, we've heard some of these already on anthology two. It's like, oh, we could have heard something else then, you know. Since anthology two, you know, it's a little different. You get to hear some chatter here and there on the on the heads and tails or whatever. But well, I, it does make you wonder what what was left off of this and why. I mean, there's some interview with George, I think it's George Martin in the late 80s or early 90s saying when it, it was asked like, would, if a Sessions project would ever surface. And it was George Martin saying everything that has been released is junk. That's why it hasn't been released. It's all junk. And then six discs of anthology came out <laughs> five years later. Yeah, but it was all just the song <laughs> junk over and over again. It was 30... <laughs> disc one, motor cars. Disc two, handlebars. Disc three, bicycles for two. Um, bicycles for disc two. Wait, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, it, there is. So who knows if the songs we refer to, especially "Good Day Sunshine," and um, I want to tell you, there just isn't a lot of other stuff that's worthy of presentation for this. Perhaps, but not. there are a few other questions like. Why not include a remixed U.S. specific I'm Only Sleeping? You get some of it in, what is it, RM? Um, one, right? 
Yeah, you, you get you get some of that. Yeah, partially that's some of what we used yesterday and today, but it's not. It's a different mix after a while, especially. So why not give us a remix of something specific like that? And while I don't have the physical uh, product yet, Tony, to think that like one of the discs is going to be just Paperback Writer twice, remix and mono, and then Rain twice, remix and mono. Like, why not? It seems like you could have made the box set like $15 cheaper and eliminated the bonus EP. Or am I just being Beatle cheap? <laughs> I, I bought this album a lot of times, all right? Right. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us has bought this record. This is not our first purchase of Revolver, most no. likely, moist likely. Uh, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm happy that it exists, I suppose. I don't know. We'll see when we get it. I will say this, man. Listening to the mono in the earbuds and then mm. in the car, it doesn't it doesn't pack as 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 hefty a punch. And granted, this is the original mono mix from way back when, you know? Right. So obviously it's not gonna pack the punch. They didn't take the tracks apart. They didn't boof boof the bass up boof that bass bitch <laughs> my first taste of Miami bass came up they didn't do any of the dazzle razzles about it you know uh -huh. so you get this to me what sounded in my earbuds just like a one dimensional tinnier sound it just sounded kind of flatter you know I, I, I saw all the music in front of me whereas when I was listening to the new music I was looking around the room at the music <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, ho, dude. Ho, ho, it's magic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I am thrilled to have this. I didn't have a chance to listen to the the mono mix, but I have the mono from 09, and it's awesome. Uh, the mono vinyl of this from uh, a few years ago is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to hear it, is yeah. mono on a vinyl. <laughs> if you're going to listen to the blues and you're going to listen to soul, everything sounds better on the actual vinyls. Mono on vinyl with uh, in a stereo system with speakers. I think that's how it's best enjoyed the mono mix. Mono, mono, vinyl, vinyl, stereo, stereo system, system speakers. speakers. Those are Tony's rules. <laughs> my rules. <laughs> my house, my rules. Is that salsa? Where's that salsa from? New York City? Get a rope. I'm thrilled this exists, Tony. It is the best remix I've heard of any of the Beatles stuff. What I have not done, but will do for our deep dish. I want to A-B these remixes from the ones in the Yellow Submarine song track. Mm. And kind of see how different 99. these remixes are from 99, both in terms of levels and also choices made. Because uh, that was a big fucking deal at the time when the Yellow Submarine song track came out. The first time, I mean, except for the, the original U.S. rock and roll music, with first time the songs had been like remixed. I know. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. He boosted some EQs and I call it a remix. <laughs> No, he reversed some of the some of the stereo channel. All right, this is, we'll save that for for that deep dish. Tony likes the artwork. I love the artwork. <laughs> it's yeah, so great. I think Klaus did that one too. I think <laughs> the rock and roll music illustration was done by Ignacio Gomez. Thank you, P3Z. Oh, can we please plug? Uh, Klaus Vorman is on friend of the program Mark Caro's podcast, Caro Pop. I've yes. not heard it yet, but check that out. He gets Klaus Vorman. Go download that. And uh, I can't wait to hear it too. So plug in a friend there. Plug your own friend. 
That was part of my pregame. Uh, actually, I listened to that interview. It's a great interview. It's cool. He cool. He, he's a he's a jolly old man. That Klaus. Yeah. So check that out, Caro Pop. Check, 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 check it out. Well, hey man, that was fun. I can't wait. I think our things will arrive. I think our physical products will arrive manana. And uh, let's meet later this week after we've had some time to, you know, get into that. Let's discuss that. Please share your reactions, instant reactions. We want to hear all your guttural grunts and uh, lip smacks and eye pops and hair blings. <laughs> we want to hear it all. So yeah, uh, find us on Facebook or Discord or uh, however, uh, however we do things now in the year 2022. Do you, do you want to mention the contest or do we save that for the different episode? Update. All right. I'll mention folks, please send us a photo of your feet in slippers with the revolver box set or any copy of revolver. Send it to the untitled Beatles podcast care of uh, Migs field. It's Migs field, Chicago, Illinois, 60101. It's in Addison. Migs field moved to Addison. <laughs> Did, did, did you read that story, by the way, about how when uh, Rick Rubin played Johnny Cash, Nine Inch Nails, Johnny Cash was horrified and Rick Rubin said, by the song? And Johnny Cash goes, no, by your feet. <laughs> I'd like to thank our producer, Casey <laughs> Baker, for, for, for keeping the lights on. When the lights go down. You take it, Tony. In a Beetleville, we'll be fabbing round the, the Penny Lane, and the Strawberry Fields. We'll have some tea with Martha, my dear, and then Polly, Polly theme Pam will give us a Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. <laughs>